everybody, it's Bob Huesler from The Fan. Coming up next, it's Locked Up Sports on 365sportscast.com. Everybody, this is Don LaGreca from The Michael K Show. When it comes to talking sports, Bob Walters and Brett Grasso are the authority. to talking sports they're the authority it's bob walters and brett grasso it's locked up sports and it starts now here we go bob walters brett grasso from the brian gunzel studios this is Locked Up Sports. Brett, welcome to the show. What's up, Bob? Thought we were going to be coming on talking about a Mets win. We were going to get to the Mets in a second as we are currently watching here. We're a little bit ahead of you guys, so it's 4-3 Mets, and Michael Givens is blowing this one. He's going to have to work himself out of a jam. But we got a lot to do today. we got Mets old-timers day coming up. We will be going there tomorrow. we got a big interview tomorrow Can't morning. Another show. Uh, we got a lot going on. Basketball. And lunch tomorrow. Ed Lynch tomorrow, tonight, Frank Russo. So tonight we got the U.S. Open coming into town. Love the U.S. Open. Serena Williams is going to be her last her last uh, chance, I guess, to, to tie the record. She says there's the last professional matches, right? Well, last tournament? That's what she says. So we got our tennis expert, former St. John's tennis coach, Frank Russo. Frank, what's up, Frankie? How you doing, boys? What's up? What's up? So... Now, me and Brett are on different, different, let's go right with Serena. Me and Brett are on different things. I think she's ranked 608th in the world, but that's because she doesn't play anymore. Does she have a chance at a miracle run here to take this thing? No. No. Do you expect no. her out in the I've, first week? Um, well, let's put it this way. I, I would take 15 to 20 women easy off the top uh, before I took Serena. Serena... Um, she hasn't played. Uh, the last time out, she, she didn't look great. She was battling injuries. She's, uh, busy with the family. She's busy doing, uh, other, other ventures. I, I would be shocked, um, if she made it, uh, a, a deep run, uh, um, uh, third round, to be honest. She just did, did um, she not have the stamina? Like, is it just not having enough practice? You know, you really have to grind to get there or... Yeah, to, to be honest, I, I think it, it's a little bit of, of of a lot of things, if that makes sense. I, I think she's been focused um, on on a lot of other things. She hasn't been playing. She hasn't been um, practicing. She she she's just it, it's tough to, to come in and just be sharp. Right now, at last check, Serena, believe it or not, 
um, you can get a plus 5,000. To win the um, tournament? On a $100 bet to win the tournament, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that might be worth laying a, little, laying a hundred down. But, I mean, I, like, like you said, you're the expert. I could just, you know, it kind of, you kind of, Jack, you know what I can see? I can see him making a, a Jimmy Connors type run. Like he did late in his career into the quarter, something like that. that nobody expected that either. Well, yeah, very true. That's very true. But I, I look, there's a name I'm going to give you. Okay. Igus Wyatek, um, it, it could be um, the next Serena win. Give it to us. Who was it? One more time. Igus yeah. Wyatek. She, she's, uh, she's burying people. Yeah. Um, she's she's certainly my favorite to to win the tournament, um, and and maybe even like, you know, t- to be honest, a, a distant second would be Simona Howard. Um, I don't think Serena really has a shot, and, and the, the form that Eag has been in, um, she's been nailed uh, lately. Just totally lights out. Um, you know, obviously the the crowd I'm sure will be behind. Serena, they'll also be behind Coco Golf. Yeah, um, she's gonna. I, get, I think Coco. Also, Serena's gonna get a, a primetime match every time she plays on center court. She she will, Bob. But here's the thing: she's also gonna get a brutal draw because yes. oh, yeah. she hasn't been playing. So she she could very well end up. I, I have not looked at, at, at the draw in particular. I know her. Uh, her she's first in the bottom draw, half. She's in the bottom half. Swiatek is in the top half. Um, She's got her first match is against, see, I'm going to tell you right here. I don't even know if you had known the player. But um, Danka Kovinich, she plays, she plays, Serena plays opening night. She's in that opening night, 7 o'clock, the primetime matchup. She got Danica Kovic, K-O-V-I-N-I-C. Did you ever try Mm -hmm. to pronounce these women's tennis players' names? (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, there's, there's quite a few in there who who I would take before Serena with with some some fancy names. I'll tell you. So, Arena Sabalenka, um, she would probably be in in the top five. Uh, I think she's currently inside the top five. Um, I think she has a shot at uh, winning it. Rybakina, um, she made a run um, in in the last tournament. You, you have Benchich and Raducanu. Um, you know the, the two Americans that that I think could make deep runs are Coco Golf and Jessica Buma. Now, what happened? Um, to, what and, happened to Osaka? Why why did Osaka just fall off the face of the earth after becoming after winning multiple slams, looking like she was gonna ha- have a big career ahead of her, make a lot of runs, be the, the heir apparent to Serena? Osaka just yeah. kind of fell off the face of the earth. Well, you know, she. I, I think Osaka's thing is, is or her. Her crutch, essentially, for lack of a better term, is more between her ears than yes. her Yeah, it's, she's had some um, mental health issues that she's talked about I think in she's recent shy. years. I think she's shy. I think that's part of it. I think she's very shy. She doesn't like public speaking. She's got to speak in front of these crowds. I think that, that has something to do with it. I think she kind of thinks about that during the match. Well, well, I don't know about during the match, but I, I happen to agree with you. Because, look, you play in these majors and, and you have um, you know pre-match and, and post-match um, obligations with the media, right? And Osaka's made it clear that, that she doesn't like it. She doesn't prefer that. She doesn't want to do that, right? And on these grand stages, like the U.S. Open, okay, the New York media wants to talk to her. The, um, uh, you know, she obviously had the situation over in France or, or, or um, you know, she, she really hasn't played 
very well since she she had that breakdown. Um, and and like I said, I, I'm not I'm not so positive. It's it's her play per se. I think it's what's going on in between Naomi's ears, and and I think she'll be a crowd favorite, and and the crowd will be behind her and certainly rooting for her. And she's a feel good story. I think every um, American that we've spoken about, Gawk, Pagula, and Osaka all will make deeper runs than Serena. Now, what about Madison Keys? She always plays well in this tournament. She's played well lately. She's number 20 in the world. Can Madison Keys make some noise here? I mean, look, you could, Keys right now, you could get a 29 for one. Um, Madison Keys, you know, she's like Jekyll and Hyde. I, I feel like sometimes, you know, she'll, she'll make runs, quarters, semis, third round, fourth round, um, she'll have good runs, and then, and then other times she'll disappear. Um, I, I don't, you know, if, if you wanted a long shot, I'm not positive that, that I would go there. Um, you know, Anj Jabor is, is uber crafty, um, but her game is not really suited for the hard courts at the open. Um, so I, I would probably stay away from her. But if you wanted a long shot, you know, Benchich, Radicanu, Pagula, all twenty-four to one. Um, I think I think they're worth a, a play. But in reality, I really think it comes down to Swiatek, to, to Iga, and to Simona Halep, and um, and the rest of the field. It's kind of uh, it's kind of a coin flip. Now, look, if something happens to where Iga gets knocked out early, you know, then it's it's wide open. You know, uh, um, it's similar to the men's draw. You know, because Djokovic is yeah. not playing where it's more wide open and you could find someone from the bottom sort of to make a run. Yeah, but is anybody going to be... I mean, is this just a two-week coronation for Nadal? No, 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 no. Look, what? Nadal, he, 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 he could certainly make a run, right? Um, there's no reason why um, Nadal can't make a run. But look, here's the thing, is that Medvedev is very tough on the hard court. Um, to me, I would take Daniil Medvedev, um, a, a slight favorite over Rafa right now. But you got the young kid, Carlos Alcaraz. Um, he is the next superstar on the men's side. Um, What's his Carlos name? Alcaraz. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, say the name again for us. Carlos, Carlos Alcaraz. Alcaraz. Alcaraz, you know what, though? He, 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 he may, he's all right. And he is. He's a star, but he he doesn't th- perform well in these in these majors, right? He made the one major final. What was that? He made. Did he make a, a in Australia? Did he make the final? He made a run in Australia. He yeah. won. He won. Okay. Okay. So he, now I'm no, thinking. No, he he didn't win it. No, no he, he didn't. didn't. He made the it. final. He made the final and lost. Right. But 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 he's look. He's 19 or 20 years old, right? Carlos Alcaraz is. I believe he's still 19. I see him like um, the Canadian. Who was the Canadian that never panned out? Uh, uh, Ronick. No, Ranich. Oh, Ronick? Ronick is that he yeah, never, he, he's a disappointment every year. Totally different games, right? Uh, Alcaraz has an all court game, okay? Um, he's super quick, okay? He plays from the baseline mostly, but he's not afraid to come forward. Ronick is a totally different player. He's a guy who he'll peg the first serve at 140. He's got a big serve. He has a tough time breaking. He, he, he can't, you know, when, when guys can get his serve back into play, okay, Raonic ha, has, has issues. 
Alcaraz is an all-court type of guy. Alcaraz, and I know this is saying a, a lot and maybe maybe pushing the envelope a little bit, but Alcaraz, I see a lot of Nadal, except as a righty. Alcaraz is tough, and he's going to be around for a long time. I, I would be very look. I, I would be shocked if Alcaraz doesn't make a run here. Now, what about Kyrgios? Kyrgios, yeah. is he just a lunatic that's yeah. never going to get it together? Give us something on the head case, Nick Kyrgios. Has he got a chance of uh, making a run here or what? Look, here's my thing about Kyrgios, okay? I believe Nick Kyrgios currently is the best thing for men's tennis, okay? Nick Kyrgios, he's controversial, he's, he's loud. He's good-looking. My wife loves him. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's good-looking. You know, look. He's super athletic and he's uber talented. But Nick Kyrgios' big thing his entire career is, truth be told, he'd rather sit at home and play PlayStation. But and he's the made doll it too. The doll did that too. Yeah, he just won't train. He won't. He refuses to like put in the effort or like have like rather, real stuff. Right. The doll would rather beat you in a game of FIFA than win the U.S. Open. Here's the, well, hold on. <laughs> let's not question. Let Let's not question Rafa's dedication to. Kyrgios' dedication has always been his crutch, okay? However, lately, he put it together at Wimbledon. He made the final. He lost to Joe Gritch and he gave him a headache and fun, right? Okay, now he's got the girlfriend. It looks like he's settled down a little bit. It looks like he's finally settled down as far as who, who he's got in his corner. Rumor has it he's, put, he's putting more time in and, and effort in, on, the, on the practice court. He's fitter than he's ever been. And truth be told, you can't teach 135, 140, and the guy's been serving like out. What, so yeah. It's amazing Kyrgios, what a little money will do. Well, you win yeah. a little money, look, you're like, you know what? That was nice. That was nice. We, look, we only got a small window here, and someone finally got in his head and told him all the right things, I think, and it clicked. And I don't know if it was just the accountant, but someone did. It might not have been the tennis coach. Well, yeah, it could be the girl. Who knows? Yeah. I, I don't know, but... But that's at the, that's end the of accountant, day, look, usually. And, and, yeah, and here's your life. And here's the thing is that everyone wants to see him play. If, if you have an opportunity to go next week and watch Nick Kyrgios, that's, who, that's the guy you want. Yeah, yeah, I loved watching him. Like, like, you know, I, I really enjoy it. Watching him is just a totally different thing. Frank, uh, you're coming with energy. me. Energy. A lot you're of coming energy. With me, Frank. You're coming with me look, next yeah, week. Well, hey, look, let's go next week. Absolutely. Let, let's go. And, and you'll see... Carlos Alcaraz and Nick Kyrgios, to me, are the two best watches right now on the men's store. But I would be remiss. I want to give you a couple of names of guys who could make runs that are long shots here, okay? Yeah. Um, Yannick Sinner, 18-1. Kid is uber-talented. He's in his early 20s. He made a run at the, at the last major. Yannick Sinner... Okay. He's good. Mario Berrettini, serve Italian, tough on the hard courts, made a run last year at the Open. Okay, you can get him right now at 29 to 1. Had to throw an Italian on that one. Had to throw an Italian. <laughs> yeah, well, you He's know. Not gonna, I he just squeezed it in there like we weren't going to notice. Okay. And then one other guy I'm going to give you from the woods, okay? Borna Korich just won Cincinnati. He beats it the pass in the final, Okay. The kid's been playing like that. We can get him a 36 to 1 right now. Okay. Do I think he, he's got a shot to win it? Probably not. Korich? He just won. Yeah, born a Korich. He, he just made the, uh, the final of Cincinnati and he beat Sixer Pass in the final. But 
guns ahead. Medvedev, Nadal, and Alcaraz are the top three guys. And to, to be honest, I might put Nadal third in that list. Now, I got two more, two more for you, and then that's it. I got one, will we ever see Federer play again? And two, I don't know if you can answer this to me, but it's always driven me crazy. Why does the U.S. Open hold the biggest match of the year, the men's final, on the opening week of the Sunday NFL season? Bob, I'll tell you what. That second question, literally, it, it, it rips me to no end. Why they do that, I couldn't tell you. I don't know who advised them to do that. It is a terrible idea. And truth be told, the, the first day of, of the NFL, everyone's boosted. You don't stand a chance against the preseason NFL. No. Forget about the first week. Forget it. You and they play that 4 o'clock match every year on the first week of the NFL. You don't stand a chance. You would lose to yeah, the sports Bob, reporters I, I, on Sunday NFL first week. You're, you're not even going to well, compete. I, yeah. <laughs> look, I, look, Bob, I, I got to tell you, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. But anyone who, who is not, I, I just want to put this. Anyone who has not been to the Open that asks me about the Open, right? All they talk about is Federer and Nadal and Serena and all the big names in our direction. If you haven't been to the U.S. Open and you're going to go, I'm going to tell you right now, go buy a day pass yeah. and go to one of the first four days, okay? You'll and get some you great can matches. sit front row and watch guys and gals Top 25 in the world, and it's first come, first day. It's and great. you can go watch whoever you want. And that's why I'm going with Frank, because, now listen, I love I love going to the U.S. Open with my wife. I take her to the prime time. We get a prime time. We get right. decent seats. They're expensive, but we get decent seats. And we sit there, and we watch, you know, Federer or, you know, or Nadal win, you know, 6-2, 6-1. 6-1, 6-1, 6-2. Now, you go to the I'll go with Frank. And we're going to go sit in these, these side courts, and what? you'll see, like, great five-set matches that go four or five hours. Great matches. And what? that's what tennis fans do. I just don't understand why I'm not invited. It's just weird <laughs> that you guys keep, like, insisting it's just going to be you two. Like, I don't get hey, it. Brad, Brad you're, you're invited, but you got to go to Ash. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Let's go into the night game. Brett's not a tennis fan. That's why. Listen, do you get me one of those boxes where they bring out a little champagne? Well, I'm not a tennis fan. Don't start. I've watched. No, no, no. Those are you're like. Brett, I'm waking. I'm waking up are, at three in the morning to watch the Australian Open. I have no open. doubt you guys are like up there. But I'm, I'm, a, no, I'm a big tennis fan. Trust me. Any sport at its highest level, I will be there watching. If you can tell me in person, uh, and then after we can catch a Mets Day game at the same time, let's do it. It's great. Look, I, I'll tell you what. I, I learned a long time ago. I appreciate hockey now more than ever because I actually went to a game live and was able to see the actual speed and size. Right. Okay, the, the speed of the game and the size of the players. The thing about tennis that, that's going to shock people when you first go, the first time you go, is the speed of the game and 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 the agility of, of you know, like... I- that's true with us. Right. I remember as kids, and you were playing in high school. And I listen. I would play tennis. Like you can just hang, hang around and hit the balls, and that'll be fine. And I remember me and you going down to the water and playing real tennis. And you knew how to really play tennis at this point. And you were just crushing serves. And I'm looking at going. I don't even know, like, to see that. And that's at the most basic of a high schooler guy who's going to be a, a pretty significant college athlete and a coach in the future. Like. I cannot imagine what it's like to take a serve, serve after serve of these people. It's insane. Just so no, you just, I, I, okay, I guess. Yeah. 
Good. Well, what I was going to say is I was trying to explain just the other day, right? Somebody asked me about Wimbledon and about how how they don't understand how you can't break serve. And I tried to explain to them, try going on an ice hockey rink, okay, because that's essentially the grass that skids and, and the ball stays low, right? That's why the big servers do so well. And it's dirt Wimbledon, by, right? by the third okay. day. It's dirt. Okay, right. And now, now, stand behind the baseline. You stand as far as you want, okay? And imagine 135 or 140 coming at you. You have to guess. But here's guess. the thing. Yeah. To break him, okay, you have to guess right four times. And not only guess right four times, but now you have to play out the point and win the point, yeah. right, four times. So it's so difficult to break these guys when they're serving that once a break is done, these guys that are very good or have big serves, you could chalk up that set. It's over. A lot, of, them, well, a lot of them will give up the set. A lot of them will be like, okay, right. I'm going to break. I'm not going to waste my my energy here trying to get back in the set. I'm going to go back. I'm going to take it next set. Yeah, it happens. That's it happens. But if I could get any give any advice to, to the listeners is that if you've never been to the Open, go get a day pass and go to one of the first four It's days. one of my favorite times of the year. Open, NCAA yeah. tournament, Big East tournament, the stuff like that is great, especially in New York here. But anyway, Frank, we did 21 minutes on tennis. That's way too long. So yep. <laughs> we will see you tomorrow, right? Old Timers Day tomorrow, tomorrow, Frankie. See you at Old Timers Day tomorrow, boys. Doc so Gooden's on the mound tomorrow. Don't forget, last time you're ever going to see something like that. Yeah, a bunch of Old Timers yeah, at Old Timers Day. Sounds good. All right, Frank, we'll Thanks, see buddy. you tomorrow. Thanks for you, Frank. See you tomorrow. You I'll call, I'll call you later, Frank. I'll call you later. <laughs> later. All right. So that Frank Russo. Thank you to Frank Russo for that. Um, interesting stuff. I listen, and he, he's a, a thousand percent right. If you haven't been to the U.S. Open, go to the U.S. Open. It's great. You don't need a ton of money. People think it's expensive. It is. If you're eating sushi and stuff, you can go pretty cheap for a day pass. <laughs> don't go if you're getting sushi. Bottom line, if, you, if your plan is to go and you're like that, I was like, you know what, I got to get there and have the sushi, just stay home. Yeah, go um, if you're a tennis fan. Watch yeah. the tennis. The tennis yeah, is great. Either way, the, you know, get a nice expensive drink. So while we were talking with Frank, like I said, we are about a little, right now it's, what is it? It's 10 o'clock right now. So the Mets got a run in the bottom of the eighth to tie the game against Colorado. It's now 6-6. The Yankees have gotten back on track since last time we spoke with you. So the Mets Old Timers Weekend coming up. Brett, what do you got for us? Old Timers Weekend. What do I got? We got a big interview with Ed Lynch tomorrow. Ed Lynch. Former Mets pitcher who was on the team, has a 1986 ring, but was traded midseason in 1986. Traded midseason. He was also the Cubs GM. Yep. Um, listen, it's going to be a good interview. I'm excited to talk to him. Uh, he's, he's pitching tomorrow. He's pitching tomorrow. Yeah. He's pitching Who's tomorrow. He pi- yeah, who's he said he's gonna. I heard somewhere that he said he wanted to face Strawberry. We'll, we'll, see. we'll confirm that, but we're gonna have him true, before but... he uh, laces him up and gets back out on the field. It's gonna be a good day out at City Field. We'll be there. We'll, we'll be, be there. there all day. We'll be there. I owe Brett some money, but uh, <laughs> so Diaz is in now to hold the Rockies. It's six six, top nine. By the time you listen to this, the game will be over. Hopefully, the Mets will have won. Now the Yankees. Let's go with the Yankees to start here. The Yankees have, have kind of righted the ship a little bit, like I kind of figured they were. Everybody was in panic mode last week when we were doing the show. They had lost. The, the Blue Jays were only eight back. It kind of The Yankees won four in a row. They're now they're against the A's. 
They're going to win tonight. They play blew them out. It was thirteen to some thirteen to three yeah. or something right off the bat last well, night. Well, those two games versus the Mets were very important for them. It, it was really not about. I mean, I think they could have split and it would have been good enough. But the fact that could they get up for those games? Did they have the energy? Were they able to like show? Because those are big games. And if you lose those two games, it would have been. Uh, you know, again, they're still going to make the playoffs. I think it would have actually shown like. But them winning those two games looks like it has given them a little spark. Um, they they do have some stuff going on. It looks like Cortez is going to be out. Just went on the injured list. They got lucky with the Mets. I, I mean, listen, the Yankee fans are going to give me a hard time for the same. They got lucky that the Mets pulled DeGrom and decided to pitch Walker. He pitched okay. Yeah. But they got lucky. Because yeah, it's, t- it's a tough task to beat Scherzer and then DeGrom back-to-back nights. And, you know, Judge got the best of Scherzer. It is what it is. You know, he hit a, he hit a oh, monster that home ball, run. Yeah, that ball was crushed. and the, Yeah, no. And um, Judge, had, that was a couple he had in the series. Yeah, Judge is back to hitting home yep, runs. They, they played bad for a month. They were the worst team in baseball for a month. I get the panic. And now, hopefully for the Yankee fans, they got that out of their system. And now they can just roll, you know, into the into the division win. They're gonna they're gonna win that division. The Orioles are are fighting tooth and nail to stay in the wild card race. The they Blue Jays are games. right there. Yeah. The the Rays are right there. It's gonna be an American League East centric type of uh, playoffs. And um, you know it's 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 gonna it's gonna be good. But the Yankees will win the NL East. Oh, off his foot. So <laughs> we're watching this Mets game. The guy's <laughs> on second now, but. Uh, so, with the, as I said, the Yankees, uh, they have uh, Cortez today went on the injured list. He has an injured groin. Is that big? No, not really. Because, like I, I said, these games are not very big They're probably being just a little bit more cautious at, at this point. Um, and now knowing they can shut him down now and still have that build-up period right before the postseason. Um, I, I, I think if it was more of a race, you might see them not put him all the way onto the injured list and just maybe skip a start or get to wherever it is. But that's, you know... Uh, and they are they are in Oakland. They were in Oakland last night. And the, the stat of the week that I'm going to give you here is last night the Yankees in Oakland, had Oakland drew their biggest crowd of the season. Let's just say this. There's more people at the Little League World Series games. They had a, a crowd of 10,000. Last week they were playing. Biggest at, crowd of the season. Biggest crowd of the season. 10,000 10, people. Now, they last week they the Oakland A's had a crowd of 2,100. 2,100 for a Major League Baseball game. How many, is that? Live were there, or is that paid attendance? It's got. It's got to be live. Were there? I don't think you're right. I think that counts corporate sales. The A's. I mean, what they're doing out there is just a disgrace. I mean, I don't know. It's almost impossible that we've tried to. People have tried to hear with the Knicks boycott. We're not going to the games. We're not doing this stuff. We're going to boycott the Knicks, and it never. It just doesn't work. Billy Bean gets more people at a tryout (laughs) when he's trying to fill his bullpen every year, and. What they do, and the fans have just decided to turn their backs on the team because they're good. Like when they're good, they sell these. They sell out like that that Oakland Coliseum. They they sell out when they were going to the playoffs in the, against the Yankees those years, and they make the wild card and they lose. You yeah, know, but, but you're not going to commit to when that whole team just gets sold to somebody else. Yeah, for, but we, we've gone to games when in the '90s when a lot of the players playing tomorrow. Yeah, what we were the teams were as bad as Oakland is. Yeah. And with the, there was still twenty five thousand people. Now it's New York, but it's also no, it's, it's New also York, LA. It's it's different. It's it, right there. It is, it, no, I understand that, but it, I don't know. LA is notorious, not a great sports town. They're they're front runners, stuff like that. Um, so you know there it is. The Mets, on the other hand, the Mets are in a dogfight. The Mets are in a dogfight, fighting for their lives. They got the Braves right on their tails, who win every freaking night. Yeah, the Braves are playing the Cardinals right now. I'm not positive what the score is. It was scoreless last I saw. And it's, I mean, 
The Braves just keep winning, and, and you never expected it was going to be easy to knock off the champs. It's not supposed to be easy to knock off the champs, but it's the Braves, and that kills us because we're all deathly afraid of this, this race coming down to the last weekend of the season in Atlanta because we all know what and, we want to And if you look at what's going on every game, with, with the Mets especially, it's come down to their bullpen. Every game, they're, they've got the starting pitching even on their worst days. And we say, "Oh, Scherzer had a bad day," and that they're down like three two, or they're tied three three, or it's you know four something. That's that when you are in, or you're down a run or down two runs, you need to be able to hold it there. When you have such a good offense that can come back and win in these late games, which the Mets can. You these guys, let me tell you, Micah Givens just looked awful, awful. right there. Oh, yeah, Michael just, Givens is awful. You can't. Michael Givens is not going to be getting any. In so, big I'm, so spots. how are you letting anybody besides for Lugo, Adovino, or I mean, even at the, I mean, obviously Diaz, but uh, even then, like, what are you going to do, Trevor May? Well, you like, I, I'm sorry, what, you're going to have to figure out. Lugo looks better. Adovino's pitching well, but at some point, like, like you can't just bring guys in like. Yeah, but like, Michael Givens is terrible. Nobody, yeah, Michael Givens. But everybody has the uh, back end of the bullpen where there's no, just yeah. two or three guys who are long relief. Yo, the game's the game's over. The Mets, the game that that I want to talk about as Diaz gets out of the ninth inning, so the the game will go to the bottom of the ninth, six six. The game I want to talk about, and it was a signature game for this team, was the game in Philadelphia. They had the kids starting. He he just didn't have it. You almost felt bad for him. He gave up, you know, three run homer in the first before you even sat down in your seat. It was four nothing. And yeah. what the Mets did is they sh- Buck was kind of punting that game away. He was willing to okay. Listen, we we took three or four. We played a million games in these last two weeks. A bunch of doubleheaders. We we'll, we'll, we're going to leave him in there, and we're going to just we're going to punt this game away. We're not going to kill our bullpen. And what happened was he settled down for two innings. Then in the fourth, he gave up another three run homer, seven four. After the Mets had come back for him, the Mets kept coming back, kept coming back. And they got they ended up winning that game ten nine, in with two home runs in the ninth inning. Um, Con, was it Connor that hit? The Connor hit two home runs, one in the seventh, Connor one in the two. ninth. Yeah, that was Nimmo huge. hit one. That would that's the kind of team this is. Connor had a big double, a big double off the wall uh, just before. And the Mets had the kid. Uh, what was it? Was Fisher? Was that his name? His first major. He to... was a banker. He was a banker a year yeah. ago, and he was. And he came and he did, gave him three scoreless innings out of the bullpen, huge innings. Because that game was, the Mets were willing to lose that game. Just you could tell by the way that they kept the pitcher in. The guy on his first start, he gave a. Yeah, he didn't Nate, have it was it. Nate Fisher. Yeah, Nate he Fisher. came in, he gave him, he gave him three, and he scored like that. He was so hyped up. And I right, haven't seen was, him since. I, right, you know, no, because Micah Givens had to come in tonight. <laughs> we had to bring Micah Givens in. We had we had a couple of choices: Lugo, Adovino, or Micah Givens, or, or you know, Fisher, or a banker off the street who doesn't give up runs. Yeah, I mean, it, it, so, but you're gonna you're gonna have. How that. do you think? How do you first of all, Micah Givens can't pitch. How do you think he's at finance? He's probably not good at either. No, I think he was like a teller. See, I don't think he was like no, in fine. No. Like, no, he was in. No, he was in something. That's like saying no. you're a sanitation no, engineer, no. but you're a janitor. Like well, he listen. was not in finance. He was a bank teller. You're you're. He's, no. <laughs> he was he was in finance. <laughs> Yo, Brett's writing resumes over here for him. Yeah, right. if you need a resume, Brett will make it look good. Him and a oh, no. friend into the financial world uh, yeah. with a job in yeah. Nebraska. He was a, he was a bank teller, people. He was a bank teller, yep. and he and he came and he gave the Mets three important innings. Though that was a big game because it's, then they went right into the Yankees. And they lost the two. As a banker, he did come into the. He was in uh, Citizens Bank Park when he came in. <laughs> and he locked it down in the bank. He did. Listen, he ran the bank. As he was the a finance bank. guy. He was the bank manager that day. Finance guy locking it down. <laughs> that and Put then, that one in the vault. 
<laughs> oh, Brett will be here all week, folks. Yep. He'll be here all week. So, um, oh, Vogelback is coming up in the ninth. To get now, Vogelback, what do you think about Vogelback? I said he's a folk hero type of player. He gets, oh, he, yeah. he runs at the balls and they go 400 feet. He's not, is he an everyday? He's not really an everyday player. He has no position. No, it's a DH. He's got no, he can't run. No, this is an no, argument. We're not no, even going to no, get into no, it. He's got he a hurt groin, though. Now bro. he can't run. He can't run. Prior to that, he was fast. He can't, <laughs> he can't run. He's a, he runs into it every once in a while, and he hits it 400 feet. But yeah. is he an everyday player? I think he's going to be kind of a platoon guy off the bench in the playoffs. What do you think? He Well, no, it, it's a, it's an exact setup. They got him and Ruff very specific. When it is going to be uh, a righty, it's going to be Vogelback. Every single time. I mean, in the DH spot. Let me tell you, they're not going to even switch. When it comes down to the playoffs, besides for when Alonzo needs once a day off or whatever else, it's Vogelback, and it's rough when there's when there's a righty. That's the way it's just going to be. And it also looks like uh, Showalter is kind of favoring um, Nito behind the plate, and then McCann's going to kind of fade it, fade into the back. Listen, McCann's no good. McCann's an automatic out. All season, I'm, I'm sick of McCann. I'm sick of seeing him come up to the plate. It's a weak point for us right yeah. now. Let me tell you, the catching spot is going to be, and Maybe I know we have, we have the future back. of the, you know, yeah, great. We have a, a rookie catcher coming up next year. We don't even know if he's going to be our catcher next year. He's going to be no. He's going to be the catcher next year. Next year, he's the catcher. We don't starting next year. I ima- I imagine that, but and that's why they didn't go after Wilson Contreras like at, at the deadline. I understand that, but right now, let me tell you, a guy like Wilson Contreras would be really nice behind the plate in so many different ways and bat. And just the energy in this club, because that position is like a pitching spot right now. I'd rather have yeah, Jacob yeah. DeGrom come up yeah. on any given day than have to watch them It's back. an automatic out. And, and now what? Or double play is even worse. You know what it is? I have a big problem. Is it is not with the outs. I'll give you, you struck out, okay, and now someone good's coming up. And we got, you know, Nimmo coming up. Yeah, but instead... We got a double play, and we're out of the inning most of the time. Now, I would hit the I would hit McCann eighth. I like the double leadoff guy, the ninth into Nimmo. You know, maybe a, a, even like a McNeil into Nimmo. And yeah. McNeil's another one. We, he was struggling early. McNeil has really come. He's, he's third in the league in batting. He's going he's gonna to challenge for the batting title. He's a batting title type of player. He finally started, stopped trying to hit the home yeah, run. The like batting title means, I mean, now, well, one, it's Goldschmidt who's going to run away yeah, yeah, this yeah. year. But I'm just saying in general, like, to be third in the league and he's batting like whatever it is now I don't know three you're like three ten the people don't even hit three hundred anymore you can't even find players in baseball besides for maybe five six seven or eight now, that hit over three hundred in, in a year now they're a bad team but here's for an example I went to uh, a couple weeks ago the Mets the Reds were in town and I was at a couple of the games and I was watching those those bat- everybody's on the interstate in the Braves they have like yeah. Joey Votto's hitting two two forty. Everybody else is hitting 170, yeah. 180. I but mean, 260 is considered good. Look at the guy who just got the contract right now. You want to talk about numbers? This kid, uh, Rodriguez. J Rod. J Rod, right? What, what did he get? He got some. Uh, he bats 269. He hit 20 homers, 23 stolen bases. Doesn't, 21 years old. Those are good numbers, Brad. Those are great numbers. 269. Are they. Okay, 17 no, go, years, 500 million? They don't look at that as much. They look at OPS. I understand. What, what I'm saying is you can't even find a 300 hitter these days. They barely exist. And you're right. McNeil, as a guy who is a pure hitter, and if he decides to stick with the same type of thing he's doing, will hit 
310, 315, he will have the one year where he hits 340. Watch. McNeil yeah, will have yeah. it. He'll have it in him. Well, he had it a couple years ago. He hit like no, 330. No, definitely. But where that puts him at, you know, winning the batting title. Yes. And depending on where he is in the lineup at that year and how good the team is, say, that could put also in yes. contention with other things An going MVP on. MVP types of yeah, But yeah, now, I love McNeil. I love McNeil and Huge I love Nimmo. Nimmo and McNeil are old-time ballplayers. We've said this before. Uh, McNeil choking up on the bat. Yeah. Uh, Nim- uh, Nimmo sprinting out walks. Sprinting the second on a, on a walk, like they're just old time ball players. They they could have played in like the thirties or the fifties, you know. They they kind they kind of have the look of that anyway. See, there's Vogelback. Look at him running down the line as he grounds out the second to lead off the ninth inning for the Mets. Um, but what kind of what kind of contracts do you give guys like that? Like McNeil's a little bit older than Nimmo. Um, and you look at it and you, you go, these guys him. are getting these long-term deals and they're locking up guys because they want them to be, you know, on their team for life. They're getting actually this guy, I mean, if he performs and they want to, it's going to be this monstrous deal. But down the road, these might be looked at as discounts. I think the these Mariners, I think the Mariners made out like bandits they on did, this They did because they have the option. They're the ones who have, they have eight years at like $200 million, which is a big thing, but they have the option at that point to take him for another eight years if they want to or just yeah. say, forget it. Now, at that point, you know exactly yeah. now what's listen, going on. This kid just made life-changing money. He's set for life. His yeah. family is set for life. But by in eight or ten years, he's going to still be in this $200 million range, $30 million a year type of situation. And there's going to be a billion dollar contract. He was three years away from being a fifty million dollar a year player. And there's a bi- three years, three more of these seasons, and by not the, even. By like, the time that the, the the option comes up, there's going to be a billion dollar player. Yeah, a billion dollar contract. And even in arbitration, he would have made the twenty anyway every year along the way, in his in his deal. Yeah. As his, oh like, yeah, yeah. Arbitration, like, like, yeah. just like Alonzo got, or just like Judge got. Yeah, yeah. That, and it'll I mean, even be more. So he actually, if he just uh, he's saving up. One, you're also locking yourself into Seattle for up to them to do what they want to do with you, which is, I don't know, if, is that what you want? Yeah, I don't, and a, what is he, to, and a 21 to sign Is that, that what you want? Like, that's an A-Rod situation. I mean, maybe he... That's, an, that's like what A-Rod did, and they handcuffed themselves over, you know, in Seattle, and again, they were on a team with, you know, that well, should have won, you know, yeah, won everything. Yeah, Seattle's a small, uh, yeah, I mean, they had Griffey. You but know, after that, Seattle. it was just A-Rod. Yeah, yes, yes. But, I mean, Griffey, Griffey's actually going to be the uh, hitting coach for Team USA, the World Baseball Classic, which I almost care less. I almost would rather watch preseason football than the World Baseball Classic. I don't know why. Do the you last, get into that? The I, last time I was into it, it was David Wright on the team. I can't And get he hit a it. big home run in the championship, yeah, I, I think, or something it, like the, that. But I wasn't into it even then, but I just remember it. That's yeah. not a big home run. Do, they, you, do you ever see the David Wright World any, Baseball Classic any, home run? No. Any, any, I think any David Wright home run in my life was a big home run. Oh, I'm yeah, pretty you sure are. you're one of those uh, fanboy David Wright fanboys. Listen, man, uh, with that you know, with that neck hitting all those home <laughs> runs, it's very impressive. Nobody's ever hit as many home runs with such a bad neck. Do you think? Do you think? Uh, do you think Keith Hernandez should be in the Hall of Fame? Do I do? I think someone who went and wins the batting title and wins an MVP and won World Series in multiple cities Two and was, yeah, yeah, is is someone who. Um, with everything that's gone on, with all the craziness um, in steroid error and baseball and all the other people who aren't making it. And, like, when you talk about baseball purists and guys who are baseball and really encompass baseball, and then you talk about the broadcasting and and what he means to the sport, those are guys you want enshrined in Cooper's I think he might. I I mean, I think he might get in. He will get in. Morte just got hit. The The Mets have gotten about four or five guys hit tonight. Yeah. And they've been they lead the they lead the world. He said in, my bad though at the end. Yeah, because he's hit three guys. Bart has hit two guys. Said I mean, my it, bad. Yeah, my way, I guess. Um, when we talk when we talk tomorrow, we're going to bring up Ed Lynch was involved in a, in a famous brawl with the, with oh, the yeah. Cubs. And he's but, a big dude. 
Yeah, he's like, he's like six, 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 six. Yeah, monster. Yeah, he'll, he'll beat you up. <laughs> and then he'll throw it on 90 miles an hour at your head. No, but he won't throw a 90. He'll throw 80, a 70, 84, 80. 84. No, nah, yeah. but you want when you're mad? Yeah, I get maybe. You're mad. Down. We're not talking about trying to hit a corner. Um, I, another thing I wanted to bring trying up here before we forget is Albert Pujols. Albert Pujols is on a tear. He has hit about eight or ten, eight or nine home runs in the last two and a half weeks. He is challenging for 700. Yeah. Is he going to get there? I, I, listen, well, I hope he A-Rod. Let's pass I A-Rod first. Let's gonna, get rid I of that he's guy. He's going to pass A-Rod. I think everybody's got to be rooting for Pujols. I don't think Pujols gets the credit he deserves. Now, of course, everybody knows he's a great player. I think he's one of the greatest players to ever play the game. And I don't think people give him that credit. He's not going to be up there. Yeah. There's only three people no, who have ever hit. I will tell you, when he signed that contract with the Angels, I had no faith that he was going to be good, worth it for the first three years of that contract. And again, he faded. We know that. Not worth the money maybe might not be it. But let me tell you, the guy's playing good baseball. He's a good DH. Yeah, and, and he's and he's on a competitive team. We're not talking about the guy's not playing on a team just up there taking hacks on in games that don't matter. He's in important at bats. Yeah, but and when you're talking 700 home runs, but you take out the steroid guys, and it's only Ruth yeah. and Aaron. Yeah, I mean Ruth, that's it. Pujols, Ruth, and Aaron. I don't know. I hope. I'm listen. I'm rooting. I'm rooting for him. Me too. I'm hoping he gets there. You said it wasn't going to happen. No chance this year. No, earlier. it didn't look. And like I was, it. you know, and I like, mean, he went on a, a eight home run in the two ten home run in two and a half I'm, weeks. I'm just saying, like typically when you say things like that, most likely it happens. Yeah, and that's. <laughs> So, like, so you know, you're welcome, Pujols. Yeah. You're welcome. I'd like a mention maybe in the Hall of Fame thing, but um, so there's that. And then what else we got? We got um, we got some basketball news. August basketball news. Oh, um, the Knicks, the Nets. The first thing is the Nets. Nets. You got Durant, who now all of a sudden is you know buddy buddy with the Nets again. Well, He's going to come back. Well, don't forget. Just recently, he was saying you know it's either me or Steve Nash, the coach, and get rid of the GM, and he wanted Kyrie. Either signed or gone, or great diving catch by the Rockies. Um. So anyway, yeah. I, you guys are all watching this, not live, but um, yeah. But go yeah, ahead. but he, you know, and so so Durant wants, you know, he wanted everybody out. He wanted to be traded. He wanted everything in the world. All of a sudden, I, I don't know what it was. I think he realized that there was no good trades. Nobody really wanted him for what he thought he was worth. And all of a sudden, it's oh no no everything's fine. You can keep the coach. I don't need to be traded. Yeah, because the Nets uh, said no. He's like, yeah. I want this, this, this. And they go, no. And then he was like, okay. It's about time that Cat. these guys that aren't can't just say where they want to go or do what they want to do. And te- teams aren't going to take bad deals. Now, yeah, because you know why? Them. Because they're like, what have you done? Yeah. Why are we going to do all that for you? We could do all that. We could keep whatever. And yep. we could lose. We could get swept. Terrible. We could get swept in the first round of the playoffs with, with or without you. Well, yeah, and you now, know, and now we're gonna have to watch. Happens. No, we're gonna have to watch the circus again this year. They're gonna get to play all their games together, but it's just gonna be Kyrie and Durant. And they better gonna be, win. They gonna better be, win. They're not gonna win. They don't have anybody else. They don't have a supporting cast. No, I'm saying you like can, somewhere along this guy, it's it's more they, than in the year. They are not going to win this year. I agree with you. I agree. They are. They are not. They're gonna be a playoff team. They're not gonna be a good enough to have guys come off the bench or have enough money even left over. To really have defense guys. Listen, I, I guess the only wild card in the whole situation is does Ben Simmons magically show up to play basketball for the ben first time Simmons in three didn't years? Show up at all. To show up for the first time in three years, and all of a sudden he's a great basketball player. He that's what they're banging. He clearly lied and was like, yeah, I don't want to read it. Listen, the Nets have a bunch of guys who are great players who want nothing to do with playing basketball. They just want to be rich celebrities and, and do. Uh, 
Kyrie likes to do the movements, you know, yeah. the, the Black Lives Matter and everything like that. And that's fine. But you can't take days off from work. I can be involved in, in, in social movements, but I can't call work and be like, I'm going to a march today. I'm not coming into work. Well, I would like to see if he takes any personal time like this year instead of because last year it was COVID time. He just got to take off all the home games. Yeah. And he just was like nice and easy. And it was his like built in days off. Whereas, uh, here we go. The Mets on the way home. Throw yes. the plate. A walk-off win Mets for the New York it. Mets. Bottom of the ninth. I thought they were going to blow it They right go there. for the sweep tomorrow. Pete oh, Alonso. Pete Alonso with the walk-off single. We love it. Another Threw RBI. Threw the side of the infield. He was the first man to 100 RBIs. So the Mets, 7-6 winners tonight. They have, you know, listen, they're going to beat up on the Rockies. I think the the, the old-timers teams might, might beat the Rockies. Um... You, you give them the lineups, Brett. We got uh, just real quick. We'll give you the lineups for the old timers. But oh wait, no, no. You know what? Let's 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 hold that off. Let's go to the Knicks first because yeah, we were yeah. talking basketball. Donovan yeah. Mitchell. Now the Knicks had the nerve to put a report out there that we, we were turned off by how much they wanted for Donovan Mitchell. You know what, Knicks? Give me a break. We're turned would, off by you. Did you hear I'm what they offered? The Knicks. So I don't even supposedly watch the, Knicks. the offer that was um, rejected by the by Utah was. For Obi Toppin and five first rounders. All right, all right. Listen, it's going to take a lot to get him. Okay? That's not. Yeah, and, and listen, what it is is it's not. Don't put Barrett in there. That's it. Everybody that's, put Barrett. But that's what they want. They want Barrett. And now there's guys on the Knicks side who were in the administration this week saying, "Okay, you we just think, said they turned down the deal and it wasn't they Barrett. Did. It wasn't. They they did not. No, they turned down the deal. It wasn't Barrett. They don't want. They listen. They want Barrett. That's who they. That's who they want. They want Barrett. Not getting Barrett. Well, let me. Some of the guys are talking that they might be willing to deal him now. Let me tell you that he may he may be involved. In oh, I have it's gonna no be who, doubt that they're going to deal Barrett. But I would I think okay. it's outrageous that they yeah, do. Yeah, I think you're right. Just because they're the Knicks. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell. I, Donovan Mitchell's. A, yeah, he's a top player. Is he the play? Is he? Can you win a championship with Donovan Mitchell? No, not just Donovan. Not Mitchell. just Donovan Mitchell. No, he's you need a supporting kiss. And but I I truly believe that they they I mean they want to get rid of him. They're not just going to sit here and let another season go by where they're not going to get it right. So I I do believe there's a deal to be made. Hopefully the Knicks are doing the right thing. Where they're waiting them out. They, yeah, let's see. Someone's going to win, or another team's going to hop in and say, you know what, the Knicks pissed us off enough. We're going to go to some that's, other team. That's what's going to happen. That's a, there's a good chance at that, that happening. And Donovan Mitchell doesn't want anything. You know why? He wants to be all... here. The only thing is he wants to be here. Yes, because he can do it. Uh, the only thing that's trade. saving the Knicks right now. It isn't the, the Knicks. Knicks. The Knicks, you know what? The Knicks, they've already pissed him off because they were willing to do it without Barrett. Now they're like, you know what? Fuck, yeah, oh, but, you turned but off he doesn't we want, want to come Barrett. here for a losing team either. He wants to come here for a winner, so he isn't dumb enough. He does want to. He does want them to maintain whatever can give him the best chance at winning. Does also. he have a no trade? I don't know this. I don't know the answer to this question. Does he have a no trade clause? I don't. I don't know. So either. then, because if he doesn't, then too bad. Yeah, we're well, trading you for whoever you, whoever we decide yeah, to trade though. you for. He might. Because I mean, you're right. They, the players have too much too much going on. They 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 too much power in that in that league. And, and they all have too much power. I, you look at look. You got Mims over for the Jets asking for a trade now this week. Giants, Jets. You got Mims. Uh, hey, listen, he's been a disappointment. He hasn't been very good for the Jets. Yeah, he, he's the Jets now have one of the better wide receiving cores that they've had in, in a long, long time since the Cabet years, probably, and. They don't. Donovan, I'm Donovan Mitchell. Listen to me. Mims, 
to get rid of him. Get what you can, but the problem is, is you got him as a second rounder, right? Second rounder last year, yeah. and now you're gonna get him. A, now you're gonna get a fourth or fifth rounder for him. Not back. even second rounder in 2020. 2020. So yeah, and, and, no, he's been around, and again, you can yeah, you're gonna get exactly that. You get a fourth or fifth rounder, which right. is uh, you know, is it really worth it? But you want to keep him and have him poison the locker room because he's because he's moping around and miserable. Who knows? Right. Yeah, I mean, you look in that, and this is even what uh what Salah said. The Jets coach comes out and he says, hey, we have guys like Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, and then we just we draft Garrett Wilson. Those guys are getting first dibs, is what he says. So he pretty much says he understands. Like you're not the number one guy when you like you thought you were going to get drafted. And that's well, listen, that's because you didn't step you're up. You're not good enough. You didn't step up, and you're not good enough. And that's fine. So now you want out. Well, instead of listen, one of the <laughs> this is football. That guy, if he practices hard enough and plays enough. It, He's going to get into one of those spots. Those guys, no way all three guys are perfectly healthy all year long and everything's there. Now, if you want to be good enough, you got to step up and play good enough, and then you can get traded for something decent, and the team's going to want you. But yeah, yeah. he's going to end up out of here. Yeah, he's out. Of, he's going to be out of here. Get, I, I would I'd cut some, him. I'd like, and, get out of here. Yeah, yeah, now, 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 <laughs> now, what? Now, speaking of New York wide receivers, uh, did you see what Odell Beckham tweeted this week? I, I, I did. Somebody well, tweeted him. Odell, OBJ, we need you right now. ASAP, get back here. And he goes, we'll see. I always wanted to win a championship in that city. Now, first of all, stop it. The Giants are winning a a long way for uh, more than Odell Beckham Jr. from winning a championship. But I don't even want to. Do you want him back? Would you want him back? I don't don't really care. I'm indifferent. He's coming off all these surgeries. I would, would, if I was the Giants, I'd trade anybody (laughs) decent. If you had a decent guy, like, I'd just trade them all. And it would just be Daniel Jones, 0-17, first-round pick for the next you know, two, years. two years. Two years. Give him two years of first-round picks, and then we can regroup. Now, I had heard, I didn't realize this until about two days ago, that college football starts tomorrow. Now, Brett, was, I came here, and I was like, well, college football starts tomorrow. It's like, week. It's always the week before it's not the week NFL. One. It's not week one. And you said, what is it? It's week what? Week zero. <laughs> Are they really calling it week, week zero? Week zero. What is this, an ESPN thing? They're just trying to promote a couple games? Are they bad games? It, yeah, well, they're like, we're going to give you a game in Ireland that nobody wants to see. Don't the fact e- that Frank didn't bring it up, it means they're probably bad games. Yeah, no, so there's not, yeah, and then you don't have any of uh, any of the, I think there's 11 games or something like that. They're, tr- they're pretty much saying, we're going to throw some garbage at you this week, and so you football. can, you're there's gonna football, watch so you're going to watch You're, you're definitely going to watch it, and next week, the good teams are playing, so it, that'll be like, you're definitely going to watch and that, we, too. We didn't talk about it all, but I mean, with this college football, I mean, they're just, they're, they're just, they're basically getting closer and closer to just one super conference. Yeah. It's basically now yeah. the SEC and the, the pack, big, yeah, uh, the Big Ten, and the, and the Big One Hundred. Yeah, the Big because, 100. because it's 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 just ridiculous. All the other schools are folding out. It. All the other conferences are going to end up folding. They got you know they they're trying to patch something together, but they're they're not going to do anything. It's going right. to be just one suit within. We're probably ten years, I would say, away from one super conference, and that's just right. It, it and then that ball. conference gets the TV rights for that whole deal. And if that conference is that big, you are college football. Well, they all college football know? anyway. Pat, no, but like if you SEC all, is college right, football, right? But if that conference is the one where there might be a point where all anybody cares about, forget about it, if if they don't make this playoff good enough. Eventually, it's just going to be, let's get the best teams in the one conference, and we're going to have this conference championship, and that's going to be college football. Because even the NCAA is folding, basically, because the NCAA lost all its power now because they have no, they have no, uh, they pay the players. Right. So they lost all their power. They can't do anything there. They, they would always think, and the NCAA is dirty with their, with their garbage and their, their money grabs and everything. I, I, listen, college football, I'm not big into college football, just because 
there are teams. I I don't like a thing where I don't like a sport where you could go into the season, you could win every game, and you have no chance to win the championship. Yeah, and there's a hundred schools like that. A hundred schools yes. like that. College basketball. If you win, if you win every game, you will win the national championship. That's Definitely. just how I like it. And, and college football's good. I like watching it sometimes. They're good games. It but is. And, and then it comes down to a choice of who's going to be the most watched. That's who they're going to pick when it comes down to we have a we have a, yes. a, a, a decision that is kind of subjective. It's a money grab. Okay, we're going to pick whoever's going to be the best choice versus this That's one. Why not who's the best matchup. Yeah. Not who real fans would really want to see. It's who, you know, who we're going to watch or best spot for the country. They hate it when, like, one of these smaller schools has an undefeated season. they yeah. got to put them in the playoff. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. no, they, they're probably going to get slaughtered first of all. Yes, and they, and like Boise State doesn't happen all the time. That yeah. you know that, that happened. That yeah. was a one time thing. That's why it was so special. Now, when does Notre Dame cave and join one of these two conferences? Uh, it's soon. It's soon. So they will because be... Notre Dame's another greedy son of a bitch school because they're just doing it for the NBC television money. That's the only reason they hold out on these conferences. That's the only reason they're independent. Definitely. Because that's the only thing they're independent in. They're in the Big Ten and everything else and all the other no, stuff. No, they're not. They're or, in the ACC. Uh, said, yeah, I'm sorry, the ACC. But they had moved... Um, you know, all their other stuff, and they were like, we're just not going to... We're just going to stay independent for for football, but... I think it's happening soon. Uh, so you know everybody's going to be in those conferences because that's where they're going to have to. They're going to yeah. Gonna there's going to be so Netflix. much money because there used to be no money over in those, and all the money was NBC. Well, yeah. So now there's just as much money over there that Notre Dame's not going to lose that much. But and, what's NBC going to do? They're going to just keep trying to throw money because because Notre Dame still gets big ratings. Notre Dame, people watch Notre Dame. Notre Dame's still America's team as far as yeah, college football watch goes. These days with everything is that everybody gets a select number of games. Amazon Prime's going to get your games, and uh, NBC is going to get their share of games and ESPN's going to get their share of games and it really is just going to be a there's a huge pot of money for all these college teams Notre Dame has come back down to earth with who gets what you know as compared to now and it's coming now now just to remind everybody um tomorrow we're gonna we're gonna be back with another show um tomorrow at it's it's not gonna be on 365 sportscast like this one is it's gonna be just a download it should be ready for download we're gonna put it up the goal is to put it up around noon so you could while listen to the show right into the, the old timers festivities. Mets fans, go to our website, hit the blue floating microphone, and give us uh, who you're looking forward to see. What you some Mets memories? We're gonna do the whole thing. Um, so now, what else do we have here? Do a interesting story in the NFL. Brett's gonna give it to you. The Buffalo Bills punter. Oh man, Buffalo Bills punter. Another NFL guys just cannot cannot no matter <laughs> what stay out of trouble. Uh, Matt. Uh, Buffalo Bills punter Matt Areza. All right, so he is um, former San Diego State uh, punter. Good punter. Good punter. Yeah, they were. They showed him like he was actually. They were showing him kicking eighty something yard punts the other day. Um, the Bills just named him the starting punter. They just got rid of their backup punter. Which they, is, they're committed. Which, which is going to be absurd once you hear the story. Go. Because he was just accused of gang rape on a 17-year-old girl outside of a uh, at a party at San Diego State. Um, now he's accused of uh, raping a 17-year-old girl. And then after, bring her inside to where uh, a, f- a lineman for San Diego State and a defensive end also did the exact same thing. So they were passing her around. Yes. Now what? What? Now is she saying it was consensual? She was drunk. It she was, was consensual. drunk. She was underage. 
Um, Consensual? I don't, I don't know. know. You don't know. I, now, yeah. there's no cr- now, here's the I crazy part. Brett, tell them what they did about the, the So, phone listen. Phone. So, now, the girl, the next day, goes to the cops, um, tells them what happens. Uh, and now, at some point later, the cops and the sheriff department decide to call up and do, like, almost like a sting on the guy. And they had the girl call and say, listen, let's tell, you know, tell me, remember when we did this? Remember when we did that? And he comes out and on he admits it he admits oh yeah no uh, yes and you should uh also says to the girl you should probably get an std test which is i mean you think yeah listen you you go you get passed around the san diego state football team you want to get an std test i would say it's crazy though let me tell you um and the problem is the the bills bills, have no there's a civil suit against this guy and there's a lot going on these days if you look at the nfl and sexual girl because she can't sue the nfl well the nfl can't do anything the NFL has no rights or no anything no jurisdiction. Where, they're, where they're going to do any discipline to him because it happened prior to being with the NFL. But the NFL is a private company. Can't the NFL just say, listen, we don't like, we we found this out, we're going to suspend you for, for X amount of games. Is oh, that oh, a union oh, thing? I, I don't know. I guess, uh, does that work if you're convicted no. of it? Now, if it's separate, we, we're not going to deal with it while you're alleged, but you're convicted or maybe something like that. But it's got to be in the collective bargaining agreement because otherwise they're, they're a private company. NFL's a private company; they do what they want. But they're well, not discriminating. It's by not, you know, no, you know who's a private company? The Bills are a private company. No, the yeah, but the Bills, no, 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 but yeah, the, yes, but the Bills, the, the Bills are an organization who's now decided. And knew this. There's they knew guy. the information. They knew this information. They had two punters to choose from. And today they said, "Here's our they guy." They go, "We will go with the guy who kicks eighty yards and rapes and has accused of raping a girl, gang style." Yeah, I mean he, he he admitted to it. They got they got him he admitted on the table. To have, he, he admitted it was basically so, to having you know, sex. I believe he has r- refuted those comments, which are actual words. He said, "Oh, they got the tapes. I'm sure they got. They're going to be leaked. But he's the tapes backing are be off. Leaked. He's backing off. Just so you know. In the like next, yeah, but in, yeah. It's, it's a fake he, punt, huh? It's a fake punt. Well, well, this punter they chose now did not play in their postseason game in their preseason game tonight, and uh, they had the quarterback punting. <laughs> so was it Flutie? It, it if they wish it was Flutie. Flutie would actually do pretty well. He'd drop kick one down there like sixty yards. But um, now that that we're going to see what the NFL does. That that's a, a kind of a, a crazy story. It's not looking good. Um, and honestly, the Bills it, come it's out on the Bills. Terrible. The, the Bills, Bills, yeah, the Bills made a choice after they knew this suit was here. They knew the details, and they decided we're going to get rid of the backup, and we're going to. This is going to be our guy. They got nobody else on the roster to punt. I mean, how he basically got caught in like a Chris Hansen situation, right? Like on the phone call. Yeah, like they oh, all yeah. from cookies and stuff. He was like, "Hey, remember me? <laughs> come on down. Come on down. Come yeah. on in." I mean, uh, listen. He's got. He's got to go. You can't have him on your team. The punter. Well, listen. The kick. They. 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 NFL teams will dump kickers if they miss a field goal on Monday mornings. All over the place. It's not that big of a deal. Teams don't punt as much anyway. Or anymore. You gotta. You can't have him on the team. The public relations hit is terrible. That's a tough one. They're gonna no. be a good team with or without this guy as their punter. Right or wrong. It was like 80-something yards. Did you see it? <laughs> You're a terrible person, Brett. You're a terrible person. No, I'm with you. I People think he's out. This, I think he's out. <laughs> so I've but the Bills, this is the Bills. Listen, I'm not, this isn't me thinking that. This is the voice of the Bills front office. They're like, they're just 80-something yards. They're like, we just got to keep them. I mean. I That's yeah. what they decided. They were like, that's worth it. And I'm going to, listen, I'm with you. I think the NFL should discipline them. They should decide what they're doing. But. Yeah, I, I think they should discipline him. I, I mean, I think they should. But anyway, so 
The Yankee, the Mets win 7-6, a walk-off single by Pete Alonso, bottom of the ninth. This was a, a back-and-forth game. The Mets really sh it shouldn't have been this close. The Mets had a 3-0 lead. We kind of tuned out, me and Brett, when we were watching it here. We figured, hey, you know, it's the Rockies. But they came back, give the Rockies credit. They got up. They, they got some runs against Michael G Michael Givens, who's terrible. We, we both agree he's going to be terrible. The Braves 5-1 leaders in the seventh inning over the Cardinals. So, uh, again, the Braves never lose. Yep. Uh, Yankees scoreless, bottom three in Oakland in front of about 38 people. Big show um, tomorrow. Big show tomorrow. Around 12 o'clock is going to be the download. We'll put it out there on the Mets social old timers media. Day. Old timers Day. Ed, Ed Lynch. Lynch. Yep. Um, we got the give them the give them the lineup. No, we don't have time for the lineups. Do we give give them one of the lineups? Who, who's starting pitching? Who's the pitchers? Who's Dwight Gooden. We got Eduardo Alfonso, Tim Tuffle, Cliff Floyd, Mike Piazza, Todd Zeal, Todd Pratt, Kevin Elster, Benny Akbayani, Jay Payton, and Dwight Gooden. Then you go Jose Reyes, Mookie Wilson, Daniel Murphy, Howard Johnson, Lee Mazzilli, Robin Ventura, Andy Chavez, Bartolo Colon pitching. We'll talk to you tomorrow, twelve o'clock, everybody. See ya.